In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho, please. Oh my God! What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker! Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Vegeta Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process the biggest topics in news and politics, not just U.S. news today, because we have gotten some mercy from our friends across the pond with just a delicious, a delicious headline for us to discuss today. Bojo has resigned. Yes. Oh, wow. Finally, finally. It was kind of funny watching him resist and watching these like parallels between, you know, America. And, That's all and I could think UK. about. Yeah, like how they were going to have to maybe like change the rules to hold another no confidence vote. And I'm like, oh, like, are they going to do it? You know, I know, I know. Right. And they were like, no, we really look like we're going to do it. And he ended up resigning. So Uh, it's just refreshing to see conservatives holding themselves accountable, which is the biggest refreshing thing of this (laughs) thing that we're going to probably talk about. So I'm excited. It is very, very refreshing, like a like a refreshing Pim's cup on a hot on a hot July day. That's what it <laughs> yes. is. So we'll we'll get into those details shortly. But our first headline for today, as women and uterus owners across this somewhat great nation, great in places nation are scrambling to sort out their reproductive rights and ensure they won't be forced into parenthood. The world's richest man is making jokes about having enough kids to solve underpopulation. Business Insider reported today that Elon Musk became a father to twins with a top executive at his company, Neuralink. I'm a little like conflicted about this kind of like scoop because they got it from court documents with the mother of these twins, you know, had filed, which I guess were public to like ensure they had his last name. So it's like, oh, I feel kind of like her privacy was invaded. But, you know, it's Elon Musk, I guess. It's in the public interest. Girl, she's fine. She's she's fine. I'm also like, good for you for having kids with Elon Musk. I mean, at least they'll be no. taken care of forever. Yeah, right. You wouldn't? Every kid, every kid's inheritance is dwindling. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That, but also, I would not feel comfortable having my inheritance at the behest of a man with such whimsical... Like, you have to make it 30 years, probably, until you're actually seeing any of that. Maybe 18, 30 years before you're seeing that money. You got, you gotta, you can't fuck with this man. Or he's going to just, mm-hmm. you're out. It means, I don't know, you guys. No. I'm the world's richest man. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he cares about giving you any of it just because you're his That's genetic true. code. I'm just like, they're going to need so much therapy that yeah, it might not it. be worth it. Also, <laughs> Trump is rich. True, whatever yeah he fucked that up his, no his dad was actually rich I know but he fumbled that bag so bad that it doesn't even matter and I, I think Musk still could he's really I think he's he really still could <laughs> well it's weird because they're gonna grow up really rich but they might not get as much of an inheritance and like 
Also, they just their dad is known to be an asshole, so it's like whatever. Also, there's like I mean, on the gossip tabloidy part of this, what these were like born like around the same time as XA twelve a month one. before. Yeah. Oh. A month before Musk had uh, another kid via surrogate with Grimes, he had this twins. Are they broken up now? Were they broken up at the time and just decided to have another he had kid? Two kids like with Grimes, right? Yeah, yeah. So one kid was XA twelve Kai or whatever. <laughs> the other one, they surrogate, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I think that like this. I'm like, this has to be something to do with why they broke up. Definitely, because definitely she was all about Miss Lisp. Lisp. Honestly, I love Grimes' music. I live in Bushwick. I have to, but <laughs> she was really doubling down on the Musk. So mm-hmm. something happened, and um, yeah, I think this is well. What she tried to keep their newest child secret too, but like it, like cried during during an interview. <laughs> Terrible. Try harder. Come on. This means Musk now has nine children. He did originally father 10 children, but the 10th tragically died of SIDS many, many years ago with his first partner. And he noted on Twitter that he is the exception to most wealthy people who have fewer children than average and that he was doing his part to bring up the birth rate, something that he is Percy tweets about a lot. Um, But as we've talked about before, he also has a, in terms of father of the year status, he also has a child who petitioned the court to change their name and gender because they no longer live with or wish to be related to my biological father in any way, shape or form. So already reaching that not worth it period that we talked about originally. Yeah, You definitely think maybe one eighth of his inheritance to um, have that, to have that situation. I'm up for the challenge. My father. Well, the first the first um, wife's article, to, you know, on Marie Claire, listen, still still relevant. Read that. It's so fucked up. And, you know, what is she saying? It? Oh, basically, like how he was slowly like she thought he was joking and like basically how they first fell in love. She thought he was joking. Like Mm -hmm. he would constantly say things like I'm the alpha of this relationship Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And like would push her to have more kids, dwindle her stuff, like dwindle her accomplishments, not want her to work, like kind of push her to have more kids, push her to get, be blonde, skinnier. And then like one day she just like woke up and realized like she hated herself. She hated where she was. She didn't know like whatever. And um, he made it really hard. Like the divorce was really difficult. And then he remarried the girl from um, she was in 2005 Pride and Prejudice, the girl that played the piano. And now like when he met her, she was blonde. I mean, she was brunette. But then now at the time of the article, she was blonde. And like how he like slowly changes everybody. And like, yeah, like how toxic he was. He falls into every category, every genre of shitty shitty straight man he is a he is in like unethical at times billionaire it sounds like he's a control freak narcissist yeah (laughs) he is a a nepo baby yeah um, a nepo baby with blood blood slavery money yeah Yeah. like whatever and i just will also say one more thing it's like it doesn't seem like he talks a lot about birth rate but it doesn't seem like he's actively in the day-to-day care of any of his children Absolutely. So, of course, he talks about birth rate. He doesn't have to fucking deal with any of the realities of having kids in now. 
Also, like, is it definitely a problem that the birth rate is going down? Like, is that de- does that definitely need to I be mean, a problem? I mean, it is in terms of, like, funding all of the social securities people are entitled to. That's but a great a way around that is also taxing the rich. <laughs> you know what? It's only a problem if you don't allow any immigration into your country. That's it's right, only that's a problem true. if you're not opening, like, Japan... Look at Japan right now. Most of their population in a hundred years will be died out because they're so hostile and anti-immigrants. Even Korean people who've been there for three or four generations aren't allowed to be Japanese citizens and aren't allowed to. So it's like, of course they, yeah, that's the whole premise of Pachinko. Of course they, they're having like population shit and like, yeah, like that is the problem with America is like, the biggest, fastest growing population are immigrants to this country and it's making, you know, whatever, blah, 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 white replacement theory. Mm-hmm. So he only wants a certain kind of person to give birth more, which yeah, is... Yeah, just him. Just him and other with other white women. What yeah. I think is, like, particularly disturbing about Elon Musk and, like, the, the numerous children that he's claiming some, like, moral high ground for having fits in quite neatly is that he is sort of like your instinctual animalistic male, like at essence, not just like when you say he's terrible, just hearing that. Yeah, no, like he is. And when you think about a a man who's like, I need to like spread my seed. Oh, right, right. So he just like, it's like Genghis Khan-esque almost, Mm -hmm. who had like all these descendants. It strikes me as very like purposeless, instinctual child having, not like, oh, I want, even even Trump, for example, I think wanted like a family rather and like he wanted that, you know, to create a family unit. Elon Musk seems just interested in like babies everywhere, anywhere he can mm-hmm. get them. Yeah, I just started that Warren Jeffs documentary. So I'm like really, really feeling that sentiment. He keeps having multiples too. Like this is he has a set of twins and a set of triplets with one of his partners. And I'm not sure if those were like those can be more common if you use like interventions. But I don't know, maybe he's like, every time I do it, I get doubles. So why not? I'll roll the dice again. Because he doesn't have to birth or take care of them. Exactly. I'm also like, this gives so much validity to that sexual abuse claim that we heard just a few months earlier where one of his employees was like he assaulted me he like wanted you know it's just like oh this is the kind of man who has no problem with hitting on his employees or you know creating that environment so it it just for me it's like oh he definitely did that to allegedly to that woman um on that plane and offered her a horse i wonder how many horses (laughs) this bitch got to have two kids from him being one of his CEOs. And you say, like, it was so funny, Sammy, you were like, he's like the typical male. But infamously, one of my, you know, before she took it too far, one of my famous uh, favorite uh, takedowns is Azalea Banks saying, uh, you are a beta male with gray skin and froggy eyelids with hair plugs. <laughs> and she called that? She did when she was trapped <laughs> oh, in this house. It makes sense because that like over assertion of alpha is actually what is beta. Totally. Of course. In like the animal yes, kingdom. Always. So that's Elon Musk.
Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Now we'll pivot to a man who only has a a paltry seven children with three different women. And that is Bojo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Father of seven, <laughs> Boris Johnson. That is now his, I mean, stay at home dad. Here he comes. Some of them are quite, quite young. His wife now is is like our age or younger. So just a few moments ago on Thursday, Boris Johnson announced his intention to resign, or he did resign as the UK's prime minister. There have been so many issues during his tenure. The ones that we've talked about the most are the parties held at Downing Street during the height of COVID, and now most recently revelations that Johnson knew about sexual misconduct allegations against a top minister of his. So more than 50 ministers have resigned from the government since Tuesday, since Tuesday, Johnson survived a vote of no confidence in June, and he was actually, I'll get into the details of what he did in a second, but just process-wise, he was actually immune from facing another one of these for 12 months, which is why Sammy, like Sammy said, the government was like, well, we got to rally into what we can do to get this guy out. They were actually being creative, like exercising some of the creativity we need to excise the toxic parts of our government. Hmm. So it prompted all of this because we didn't really go into it when we discussed it yesterday. Deputy Chief Whip and longtime Boris Johnson ally Chris Pincher allegedly groped two guests. He did grope two guests at a private dinner not too long ago. I think this was like last week. This all happened in a matter of like 10 days. He did not admit to the allegations, but he said in a letter to Johnson that, quote, last night I drank far too much and embarrassed myself and other people, which is one way to put it. And he resigned from his party leadership position, but not from parliament, which is something you can do. You can just be like, I'm an independent now. Johnson's office originally denied that the prime minister knew about the issue. Multiple people said this publicly on his behalf. If you go on YouTube, there's lots of like compilations of all of his associates saying like he didn't know. I'm absolutely sure he did not know. But then it came out that this seems to be a habit of pinchers with previous issues of misconduct and groping that Boris Johnson knew about. I am sure that they are already saying this on all the British shows, but a groper with the last name Pincher just really stands out to me. Uh, Really stands out uh, to me. Anyway, I'm pretty sure one instance was... It's confusing because Johnson claimed that he did not know about this. He had not been briefed about this. That turned out not to be true because there was an incident that happened in 2017 that was pretty prominent. Then the floodgates kind of opened and there were more allegations, just sort of like seeing this come out, seeing Johnson deny it. It just was sort of a cascade eventually. So the nature of these allegations, they mainly involve unwanted advancing and unwanted touching of Male members of parliament, just other colleagues, people that were aspiring, definitely situations where he was using his power and control to make moves on men. Johnson then suddenly changed his tune. So first he said he forgot about the prior allegations, but also he thought that Pincher would change. So those things obviously are not consistent. 
as I said, 50 people resigned the day before yesterday, like two of his highest ones resigned and his party members just lost faith in him with the changing story with close allies saying in their resignations that he is neither competent nor trustworthy. Johnson will stay on until October when his party can elect a new leader. But this this will be the end of Boris Johnson. Yeah. So basically, he knew that his friend was a serial groper, serial groper and ignored it uh, and, then, <laughs> and then lied about it and then lied about it and then said, yeah, like <laughs> I sent you a video of like recapping everything, Amanda. And my favorite part was when they were like, sorry, he said he didn't know, but actually he forgot her. He can't yes. recall. And everyone, everyone is like, oh, no, like. It's just like, oh, yes, that part was really funny. I was going to I was thinking about adding that to the podcast, but I wasn't sure it was track. But like British Parliament is wild. It's, it's just so like a school funny. bus. Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, and you know, again, in, in many ways, like, you know, everybody who's who like everybody who stands up to Trump or like the crazy people on the right, like they have to quit immediately. You know what I mean? They can't like. So it's just nice to see solidarity in the terrible people that ruined their country. Like, yeah, because yeah, I mean, like, they still did like Brexit. Brexit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, I like Sammy, like if you read their resignation letters, they do really stand out as somebody who lived people who lived through the Trump administration, just watching what those people allowed to happen. And like, this is a serious breach, of course. But like Donald Trump got elected with the country knowing he did shit like this. Yeah, but I wonder I mean, if it, I wonder if it was because it was guys. Mm, like I had that men. thought, too. Brits are like, they're different. Like, I just think their 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 way of governing is different. Their way that Boris Johnson was only able to survive because his own party kept him in. I mean, I guess you could say the same for Trump, but like our our elections are just a little bit different. But did you see just bringing it back to the humor of it all? Did you see that in his like goodbye speech, he was like, "Them's the breaks." <laughs> yeah. He was just very resigned. He was like, like whoa, yeah. like thems are not the breaks. Like you fucked up. You yeah. you continuously fucked up. You couldn't s- and like I would even bet that there are more things that we just don't know about. It's like your whole of conduct of running administering was poor and the breaks are you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're the break. Right. It's just like this is just how the cookie crumbles. Like, no, sir. You crumb you took the cu- cookie and you've been crumbling it for decades. Like this is like not an act of God. Like that's what I'm like, that's what I'm trying to and, Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Right. His speech, like a couple days ago when he was like, you know, I did this, it was just the most sort of like it really Oops. was it, yeah, it was like it was like it you know, HR has ordered your colleague, your boss to like apologize for overlooking something. It was just the most broy like, yeah, I made I made a mistake and I I feel bad that that negatively affected other people. I I I really do. Just sort of like a lot of str- shrugging. Um like he'd been obviously he was caught, but not like he genuinely is remorseful, just like, yeah, you got me. Yeah, this time I I didn't get away with it, you know. But at least wrote this in the newsletter, going away party is going to be lit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, he's like, he, there's no consequences for that one. It's like, it's not just that it's not the parties or the sexual assault. It's like the whole manner of of going about what is supposed to be a position of responsibility and some regard for ethics and just the constant flaunting of it. And like, not just the flaunting of it, but the lack of remorse when you're caught. It just is untenable for that person to lead. And it's good that enough people who could actually said, all right, we're done. 
Okay, this is related to um, Elon Musk. So I saw this tweet yesterday, but somebody said, no, nah, I'm in a state of disarray right now. Boris knocked up his dr- hairdresser and shipped her off to Canada. I'm shocked he even had as a hairdresser. <laughs> Clearly, she was doing everything but hair. Oh. Um, so that is... Beautiful. <laughs> uh, gorgeous. But yeah, I... I I, mean, I know how bad is he gonna let his appearance get when he's not on camera every day? I don't That's know. The real I, 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 maybe he'll just like let it go and go bald, like many men should. I will say that I don't know what's going on with the January sixth hearings because there are Republicans speaking out and, and trying, to, but I'm just like, but they were subpoenaed and they were like threatened a lot legally. It's not like there was. There were some that were willing to do the right thing. And that's why we were like, it didn't get a lot worse than it was, even though it was really bad. Like six people died, all this stuff. But I'm wondering if it's like a generational thing of like maybe the younger Republicans give a shit more about or like. But then I remember DeSantis and I'm like, he's not fucking old. Well, Trump is paying for their, you know, that fundraising, like he was paying for their legal teams. So it's not just that like these people were in a vacuum where like they're being advised by a, you know, a neutral third party who is a lawyer, you know, the lawyer, it it becomes questionable who they're actually representing when the legal bills are being paid by Trump and he's essentially those lawyers, then their interest becomes in preventing their client from testifying, even though maybe if the situation were different, it would be a no brainer that you would testify in front of Congress when you get a subpoena. It's like, so I think there's like more to it than just the people say being able to say like, if this is different than the British situation in that, like there's a vote and no one's like, manipulating in theory their vote whereas like these people are being represented by lawyers who are being paid for by the guy they're supposed to be ratting on yeah i guess what i was trying to say was like they the republicans had a chance to vote to do something like this within impeaching him and they didn't but like now in the january 6th hearings there's a lot of republicans that are lower tier um that are speaking out against him. And I'm just wondering, like, is it that, like, that specific class of Republicans don't care about speaking out? Or if it's just, like you were saying, the situation Mm -hmm. in which they have to speak out or they'll go to fucking jail. I think, yeah, yeah. I think reading, just seeing the response to this, it really does, like, show how much our, our norms have changed and how bizarre it is that, like... These these party members clearly were like, you have embarrassed me too much for me to con- like I will for me to continue. And that's why they resigned and, and, and that demanded his resignation. And it's crazy that that our, the Republican Party largely was not wholly embarrassed enough by by yeah. Trump's actions. Even like whatever, the whatever squad, whatever. But it's like even the kill, like people dying, they didn't even care. No, no. Even themselves almost dying. They didn't even care. They still don't care. No, to this day, they don't care. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. 
It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So we're going to pivot a bit and, uh, and talk a little bit. This is like politics adjacent, but, but a little bit more like politics, lifestyle, personal. You know, it's Thursday. We got loose. So we've spent some time in the last two weeks discussing like managing our mental and emotional health following this very devastating and earth shattering news event. We've discussed that in the context of like, you know, us as hosts, as people who engage a lot with the news and can't always unplug. And obviously the people this is impacting the most are those who can no longer access abortion as safely as they could before. Some can't access it at all. But, you know, the psychological impact of your government appearing to be helpless against this massive loss of our humanity, I think it's affecting everybody, not just people who are engaged with the news, not just people who immediately need to uh, terminate a pregnancy. It's impacting most women I know, the trans men I know, and non-binary folks that I know or see on social media. It's very hard for half of the population to really think of anything else right now, even those who usually have the privilege of disengaging. And so I'm wondering if you've kind of noticed this among your friends and family too, if people are just sort of like constantly very aware of this and reaching out to you about it as people that know a lot about it. Yeah. I mean, I think people are more aware. I think that it hit them just a little too late that uh, this whole, you know, being in a state where it's blue, that you'd always be safe. And maybe individuals will be able to find their way out of situations, or maybe they'll just be lucky. But I do think people are realizing like, oh, it's not as safe as maybe I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. You know, people would be like, how are you? And I'm like, well, I work with a women's media company and they just uh, <laughs> right. ba- band row. What do you think I'm doing? You know, like and I, you know, even like some people in my family, they're just like, yeah, we're just going to have to fight this, too. Or like, yep. And we, we, we got to keep moving like. Not really acknowledging how bad. I mean, this is like kind of the resounding. It's like two things. It's like some people are like complete doomsday and some people are in La La Land still. And they don't understand like the real implications that this has on so many people. Even if you do live in a blue state, like it's even thinking about if you do need that kind of care, you're not going to be able to get it as quickly because now there's going to be a line or a cute. You know what I mean? And there's a demand from people out of state to come in, you know, which is something that I always thought like, oh, I'm always going to be safe. Like, I'm always going to live in New York or California. I don't think I can ever go back to Florida. But um, <laughs> no. 
But just the idea of like, yeah, but there'll be people from all over the country that will be seeking care in those places. Like that is affecting me somehow. Uh, and also, yeah, like it's just it's just, it's weird. It's weird because you want to get mad at people who don't care as much or like people who didn't know see it coming and stuff. You're like, mm-hmm. of course, this is what I was saying. Um, but then. I don't know, like, you can't, you know, you got to meet people where they're at, and you can't, like, alienate people where they're at, so it's it's a tough dance. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. Amanda, I mean, we've kind of been speaking about this a little bit. I think this is the first time where it is felt, like, the knowledge of what's going on has not I think that I like doing this job partially because like the knowledge of what's going on gives me a sense of, you know, I can have a a purpose in these moments. Yeah. Yeah. In these moments. And usually we can come up with like the next thing you should do or there's answers that you can give. And right now I feel like the answers are so nuanced and so um, more complicated and there's not really I don't want to be like, oh, it's going to be okay if, or it's going to be okay, period. And that is a really hard thing to say. And I will say for that reason, for the first time, I felt like, oh, maybe this is a job that takes an emotional toll on me rather than only helps me feel more empowered. And that was, um, I don't know. I the, the, Also, the, the shootings at the same time yeah. are really adding to it because – I just feel this overwhelming feeling of lack of safety. And I know that that is such a rich term coming from myself sitting in a strong physical safety, but it's more this like an additional layer of understanding that like there's no safety net and there's not going to be one. Mm -hmm. Nobody's coming to save us. The Biden Mm -hmm. administration is in power Mm -hmm. and that is just a very deeply hopeless feeling. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. And it's just like, oh, if some some kid has a bad day, I'm not going to see my parents again. Or, uh, you know, my niece and nephew won't have, will, will be orphans. Or, you know what I mean? That's just the reality. It's like some kid, if one kid's like mm-hmm. completely abandoned by social services, like, you know, it's all fucked. And I think um, I was I got this. I saw this analogy online um, in reference to Bette Midler um, <laughs> because she's been saying some really yeah. crazy things. And like, I think that that is something that's very normal amongst progressives when they age. It's like this. There's this thing of like they were the most cutting edge of their time and pushing the limits. And now they see this world that's rapidly changing. And they're like, no. I mean, we see it not just with progressive white women. We see it with, I I think we talk about this with, like, the term Latinx and Latine. Mm -hmm. Like, people are upset with that. Even though, yeah, why is a table have a gender? You know what I mean? And, like, there's all these movements to, like, make it more. And I think that the problem is with politics, with what we do, and with being a progressive in general is that people view it as a task that gets done, like throwing out the trash. You throw out the trash, you threw out the trash this morning, you don't have to take it out for the rest of the day. Like, it's it's done. 
it's done. But the actual analogy is like washing dishes where it's like there's always dishes that are coming in. You always have to keep doing the work. It never stops. Like you're going to have to keep working at it. And that is why like that is a difficult thing to grasp. There's no like end limit, but it's also like that is why not about like the work that you have to do to accept others and be more inclusive, but more about like our work and like being engaged with the news. That's why we have to take ourselves out. And like, sometimes it's like, you know what? I'm not going to do the dishes today and maybe not tomorrow. They're going to pile up a little bit until I have the energy to come in and fucking clean my kitchen. But you know that you're there. You're not just going to throw them out. I'm not just going to throw all the dishes away because they're important to me because I paid. I went to home goods and I paid for them. Well, Sammy compared it to um, to to Botox. <laughs> for some, for some, that that analogy is helpful. I liked it <laughs> because I think everyone who's like engaged and aware is they're there. They're doing the dishes, even if they're skipping a day here or there. They're dish, they're doing the dishes. I think that the part of the reason that we're in this place we are is because people saw it as something that, you you know, you vote nationally every two to four years, maybe because everything's safe. So like, you're fine. Yeah, you just put your dishes in the dishwasher and then you walk away. Right. For a year, (laughs) you know, for four years. (laughs) Or two, four, yeah. yeah, Two or four years. But now I think people need a reframe. And it's not that every Mm -hmm. single person needs to be engaging at the level that we're engaging at. Maybe you don't even need to read the news every single day. Maybe you just need to really brief yourself once a week or casually commit to reading the news three times a week, saying, I'm going to pay attention when there's the next election or just like a general having your finger on the pulse, which is why I think Botox is the right analogy for the person who was formerly dropped out because they're going from like pretty much zero. Botox, if you keep up with it, and I don't, is supposed to be every three months. So it's like consistent. It's really part of your like routine if you're doing it consistently and you're like paying, you know, you pay attention to like how it's working. I don't really, know. I'm not like a book expert, <laughs> but, but we're with you. Yeah. Like I think thinking about it as like taking care of your skin or something that just people who maybe did, this wasn't a priority, like seeing it as a, yeah, it's not an individual priority. It's a community priority that will impact you. And because we all sort of allow the perpetuation of the belief, I'll take responsibility for that, that that was um, not something that would, you would never age, let's say. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that that has led people to just really think that they have no responsibility when really you have to be in it now at whatever level and whatever cause makes sense for you. Yeah. yeah, definitely reframe of like, I think that times before were the before times were like, you don't have to be involved. In po- oh, I don't get into politics. I don't discuss politics. But it's like, everything is so political now, even on a local level, even everything. And it would behoove you to have some kind of knowledge or understanding, even on a local level of what's going on around you and, and make these small changes because that's what matters. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. 
The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I've seen um, a TikTok trend that I like that is like, white woman, this would be a great time to break up with those difference of opinion boyfriends, which brings us nicely into our next topic. I mean, much like the burden of stopping aging, (laughs) the burden of feeling like you need to be to really ramp up your involvement has fallen mostly on women and people with uteruses. Um, There's obviously a ton of amazing allies. I have seen them and who have used their platforms to make clear that they will do what it takes to, to stand up for these attacks. But, you know, I've definitely gotten a sense that Many women, a lot of them, you know, like this sort of category that we sort of talked about, women with a lot of privilege who haven't had to necessarily think through these things before, are shocked by how unmoved their brothers or boyfriends or, you know, partners or family members are. So I'm wondering if that's factored into into your life at all. I think if you're if that that's happening, like you're I don't think I doubt many people listening are experiencing this, but like if you're just realizing that A, this is real for you and also taken aback by the lack of shock by brothers or partners or whatever. That's because they're just you five minutes ago. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. before it impacted you, you also didn't care. It still doesn't impact them as far as they can see. And so they don't care. I think this is like a trend of like just how we view sexuality in America in society in general where it's like men are these you know and this is very like binary terms that are really archaic which I don't agree with but like men are these sexual beings and beasts and it's women's job to control them it's women's job to stay on top of them it's women's job to take the pill like men are just boys will be boys girls are gonna be are the ones that have to be on top of it where the it's crazy like even thinking that like you know, we have to take a pill at the same time every day or go and take these these birth control shots or all this shit. Like, that's, that's to our, that's the women's responsibility. And, like, now, hopefully we're seeing this trend, like, not only with, in music and television and all this stuff of, like, women enjoy sex too, girls enjoy sex too. It's okay, but it's also, like, Men can take some responsibility in this process as well. And and they should, especially, like, yeah, if they don't want to, you know what I mean? Because even now what it means to be a father is so different than even 50 years ago. Like, mm-hmm. men are more involved with their families now. So if you don't want that, like, you have to take some responsibility and like, hey, what's going on? Are we using a condom? What's this? Or yeah, or get a vasectomy. Mm-hmm. I'm like surprised that, I, I've always said, like, if I was a rapper, I would get a vasectomy immediately. If I had, well, was they, a guy with yeah. more than 20,000 Instagram followers, I would get a vasectomy. Well, I think people are finally thinking like like you are. So let's talk about that. Um, according to the Washington Post, men are rushing to get vasectomies in the wake 
of the Supreme Court's ruling limiting options for ending pregnancies in many states. So you you wouldn't know it based on the Supreme Court's opinion, but men do, in fact, play a role in causing pregnancy. Yeah. So men who don't want any or any more children, I mean, this is not new. Like, vasectomies have been available to them for for a long time. Sorry, dad and mom, but like I think my dad got one like when my parents were done. My mom was like, yes, sir, please take care of this. And urologists told the Washington Post that they have seen such a spike in requests for the procedure up to 300 and 400%. A Florida doctor said he typically received four or five daily vasectomy requests and that went up to 20, but this article was from a week ago. And he said he's booked up through September in Florida for vasectomies. So what multiple doctors noted was the increase in younger men seeking the procedure and men specifically citing the Supreme Court decision as a motivating factor. One doctor said that he had 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 multiple men come in and say specifically Clarence Thomas dissenting's opinion had sent them there because they have decided they don't want kids or they and their partner don't want kids and they are nervous about the options that could even be available to women um, in the future because I mean, I don't think you can like forcibly reverse a vasectomy after it's done. This was interesting to me. Previous increases in vasectomies happened during times of economic uncertainty. Mm. Like they saw it a lot during the Great Recession and during the pandemic. Um, I've also seen this match with an increase in just, again, I mentioned TikTok. I'm addicted to TikTok. An increase in TikTok celebrating the men doing this for their wives in response to the ruling. And um, it is great to see it. It is great to see it, Um, especially. But like you said, it's like birth control has always sucked. (laughs) Like, yeah, this was on the table before. I'm glad that people see it as um, an option that's higher up the list now, though. And less invasive. Oh, definitely. Was there any data on um, in that article about like, were those men like mostly married or were they like single? I mean, the, 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 they yeah, single. They like made a point to reiterate that they were like young, single. This was uh, most of the doctors they talked to were in Florida. I'm just like young, single men that don't want kids. Like they're just like, I do not want to deal with this and I have never had to really think about it before like I've always dated women on birth control but birth control isn't perfect and I could live in a state that means she could decide to like have that baby and then you're a father so I guess those guys are voting Democrat is my guess um I mean good question maybe they're like get a vasectomy so that's gonna be a new like campaign like get a vasectomy so you don't have to vote for the libs I mean this is great and really nice but it's also like Oh, we could so easily run on this. We could so, as Democrats, so easily run on, like, not even codifying Roe, but doing everything we can to protect abortion for everyone. Because it's so deeply unpopular. But it's just like, Mm -hmm. it just sucks that, like, in a way, the Supreme Court has now made it so that people are doing proceed. Like, it shouldn't be like that. They're an unelected body. And they're like none of them that were elected were by a popular vote like this is not popular this is not what we should be doing caitlin yeah caitlin said something yesterday's episode that like i don't know it really just stuck with me the phrasing it was like right now our government is doing things that we would never vote for and we know that we think about that casually all the time but to actually think about that is wild like people would never vote for an abortion ban people would never vote for some of the things they pass, people would vote to ban assault rifles. So it's just like, damn, shit's broken. Um, people would never vote to like stop EPA. Like, never. Like, no. we need more. Like, Everyone in a time where we need more like fucking rules to help combat climate change, it's just insane. Like, yeah, I don't know what these people are doing. 
Well, yes, I definitely endorse and support men if they want to getting a $600 reversible procedure that has just causes a couple days of soreness. Whereas, you know, some people really don't fucking do well on birth control and they should still be allowed like have sex without being petrified. They're going to become a parent in nine well, months. It's, here, I don't want to go into a whole birth control ramp, but like the... We will. We'll set it up. We'll set a time. <laughs> of which the casualness that people approach women doing things to control births is ridiculous. And I feel that it has probably led to so many misdiagnoses, false diagnoses, other health issues for women that are totally not, I don't even think people realize that they are linked in some ways. No, there's just that little regard. No, for sure. I think like, I want to have a podcast episode. I want to have Dr. Heather Irabunda back and talk about how like, you know, I see... I'm nervous about what I see as a lot of, um, before this, I started to see a lot of distrust on social media for, you know, the prescription of birth control and doctors who prescribe it, the feeling that they're not thinking it through. But Mm. I feel like the trust between women and our providers right now is like too important for misinformation and for lack of understanding to like cause any fractures. But I do think like, I have definitely personally gone to gynecologists where I felt like they were too flippant about when I was saying like, I really think this is making me depressed. Mm. So we definitely have to like, sort this out and you know what i think vasectomies are part of that solution yeah tie them up tie them up that is our show for today hope everybody has a restful weekend and can compartmentalize you know a little bit until the end of democracy i'm amanda duberman i'm sammy sage i'm millie tamaris and this is the betcha sub podcast the betcha sub podcast is produced by amanda duberman jorge morales pico and sean kilby editing by jorge morales pico social media by amanda duberman be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.